Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hello, this is Keith Chancy from the Canicuck Institute. We are so excited that you're tuning into us today. We are so excited today to bring you some great news from God's Word. You know, I was just thinking, you know, here we are at Canicuck Camp, and I'm looking at a beautiful day, and I'm just looking at a lot of campers coming into camp. You know, and I just... I just want y'all just to kind of think with me for a second. Here it is. Here come these 320 campers walking into our camp. Here's these 100-plus staff all over. And our primary goal is to tell them about Jesus, the one true Savior who died on the cross and rose from the grave. And I cannot tell you how excited I am today just to tell you this story that I'm about to tell you. But before I do... You know, as I kind of just pump your hearts a little bit about Canicuck and what's going on here and kids' lives being changed and the value of Christ, I just want to tell you guys a story that I think may tug at your heart just a little bit. You know, growing up, my parents uh, divorced when I was very, very young, and, and that was a very, very difficult time for me. You see, I didn't grow up in a camp like this. I didn't grow up, you know, uh, just having a, 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 a cross talk and having somebody really share with me about Christ. I cannot put enough emphasis on the value of a camp experience. But I remember growing up, and I didn't have a camp experience. My parents had divorced, and my mom uh, was raising us in government-subsidized living. And, 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 you know, my mom always did something. She made wherever we was at seem like it was the greatest place in the world. And, you know, that really has always stuck with me that, you know, she didn't have any money. We're being subsidized by the government. We're living in, a, in an apartment complex that was less than anything cool. But she'd always say, this is the best place in the world because we have each other. My mom was my hero. You know, I'll never forget one time when I was playing in a football game. You know, a couple of stories here that I think are kind of fun. I was in ninth grade, and my mom never missed a game. And it's this one in particular game. I saw this play. This tailback comes out in the side flat, and I'm playing free safety on defense. And I read it. And I come running up. Now, guys, you got to understand, I'm about four foot nothing, about a hundred and nothing. And I come running up as fast as I can. And right at the time, these two linemen, they come at me. And I mean, I saw that this guy was going to catch the ball, the tailback. And I mean, I just dove with everything I could to try to split those two linemen who were twice as big as me. And the next thing I know, I'm unconscious. Well, you know, in the middle of the field, man, there I lay. And I I am just dead out and... Everybody comes running out of the field. Well, before anybody could come to get me, it was amazing that this lady comes running across the field. And when she comes running across the field, everybody goes, hey, who is that lady? And even the announcer, who is this lady? And about that time, I, I, I feel this lady picking me up. And the coaches say, ma'am, you can't touch that guy. And she said, I am his mother. She outranked them all. That day in the middle of a field, on a football field where it's all men, I'm unconscious. My mother comes and picks me up and carries me off the field. Now, guys, in case you wonder if I'm a mama's boy, I'm beyond a mama's boy. She carried me over the sideline. I woke up, my head's in her lap, and I'm going, oh, boy, what is this going to look like? And you know what? I couldn't be more proud. Because my mom risked everything to come out on that field and get me. Well, guys, I share that with you because I just want you to know that was a great moment in my life. 
but it was not near as great as Jesus Christ coming into this world and rescuing us, unconscious as that we were, in our sin, that God did something that nobody else could have ever done. He reached out, he picked us up, he carried us off the field from an unconscious state, and he resuscitated us into us life called grace. Are y'all with me? Well, guys, I tell you what, that's what camp is all about. Well, let me share with you a story found in Matthew chapter 14. It's an interesting story because, you know, as I think about this, you know, what would you lay your life or what would you put your neck on the line for to die for? Well, my mom, she put her life on the line to run out on that field today to get her rescue her kid. But I'm going to tell you something else. There was a person. His name was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, man, he put his life on the line. You see, because there was a guy, and his name was Herod. He was the king at this time. Horrible situation. And in that situation, Herod began to have this relationship. And he didn't care what anybody else thought. Well, John the Baptist said, you know what? This isn't right. And he says, I can't let my brother do this because it's wrong. And so John the Baptist goes to Herod and he says, this is wrong. Herodias hears this, and she says, I hate this guy. Herod hates him. Herodias hates him. But at Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias, she danced before him. And it pleased Herod. Can you believe it? It pleased him so much that he promised an oath, and he gave her whatever she asked. And she asked for the head of John the Baptist. Man, you talk about sick. That's sick. But you know what? That's what sin does. It takes us to a place that we don't want to go and it makes us do the very thing we don't want to do and it destroys us. This is what sin looks like when we put it in our heart. You know, I was looking at another passage found in James chapter 1. And when I looked at James 1, James is the half-brother of Jesus. And I can't imagine being the half-brother of Jesus and growing up in that, you know, with that perfect brother. But James chapter 1, it says, in verse 13, it says, Let no one say... When he's tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. I want y'all to know something about sin. God's not tempted, nor does he tempt anyone. But he himself is tempted when he allows himself to be carried away and enticed by his own lust. It's our responsibility. And so when you get carried away by your own lust, then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. So what happens? is this temptation. It allows you to be carried away. You're enticed, meaning the bait is set. And then your lust begins to make you sin. And then when sin is accomplished, when you do what that enticement gets you to do, it accomplishes its purpose and it brings forth. And James says here at the end of the last word of of verse 15, it says it brings forth death. He says in verse 16, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Guys, God does not want you to be tempted. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, He doesn't want you to be tempted beyond what you're able to endure, but He will provide you a way of escape. But when your sin is, you're enticed and you give in to that sin, it brings forth something that's going to devastate you called death. And for Herod and Herodias, this day, it brought forth a great death. And their, their sin is so sick that they look at the head. They rejoice in the head of John the Baptist, one of the most 
incredible men in the Bible. And yet to them, it was nothing but sickness. Guys, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but Luke 15 gives us a story about the prodigal son. And you know, when you hear the story about the prodigal son, the prodigal son loses his mind. Guys, I don't know about you guys out there today, but you know, as I'm here at camp and I'm seeing these kids give their life to Christ, the one thing I want for you guys to realize, you can't go too far. You can't, you're never wandering too far that you've lost God. He's right there. All you've got to do is call out to him and say, hey, will you forgive me? And God forgives you of all your sins. Because you see, if we confess with our mouth that he is Lord, and we believe in our heart that he was raised from the dead, we can be saved. And guys, today I want you to understand this feeling as I look at all these kids running around camp, the excitement, the joy. I want you to be freed from that death. I want you to be free from that thought of causing death to another person, that you could literally take the head of another person and not feel any remorse about that. I want you to come to your senses. I want you to rejoice. I want you to find that freedom. I want you to find that favor with God. I want you to find that absolute peace that Philippians 4 says that you would not be anxious about anything, but your anxiousness would bring you to a peace in God because you seek out the Lord one and only, and you seek his presence in your life, and you seek his love. Guys, I love you guys, and I want what's best for you guys, but I don't want you to misunderstand. Sin is a killer. You can come to your senses today, and you can rejoice and be made right. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but this is what we're teaching here at camp, and this is what we want you to know, and it's done by one thing, grace alone, that God loves you, He offers salvation to all that believe, and he doesn't want anyone to perish. And today, he doesn't want you to perish or anyone that you know to perish, but he wants you. If you're struggling, he wants you to cry out to him. If you know someone that's perishing, he wants you to go to him and give them the free gift of eternal life. Guys, y'all with me today? Man, I love you. I thank you guys. And guys, just remember, my mama, Betty, she ran on that field. She didn't care what anybody else thought. Why? Because she loved her son. Guys, Jesus loved you and he ran to the cross and he died on that cross for us and he resurrected and he gives to all that believe in him salvation, forgiveness, and goodness for all of eternity. Hey, have the best day ever and may God bless you richly. Guys, love you much. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye.